Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Hope you girls are all clapping right now because you know what? Good morning, good morning, good morning and welcome to Sisterhood. Girls, welcome to Sisterhood 2021. That is the year, correct? That is 2021, year. amen. Welcome to what is gonna be a beautiful new season together and welcome to what is actually a new little mini series or a little mini whatever between, um, not between, within our sisterhood landscape. So fantastic to see you there. Amen. You know what? We've got girls gathering from all around. We've got girls gathering literally this morning in buildings and in locations and in our campuses around Australia, from Bali right through to Tasmania and Melbourne and Victoria, Western Australia, up into Queensland, hallelujah, <laughs> Northern Territory and here in Sydney. And so girls, it's lovely to see you. Welcome back into the room. It's fantastic. And I really pray, we pray together that um, you have had time time to get here in good time, um, connect, see your friends, smile, have a chin wag. I hope that you've got your Thursday vibe on. Did you get your Thursday vibe on, Carolee? Um, I made it, Bobby. That's what we're saying. <laughs> she made it. it. Yeah, all of these girls here sitting with me um, are mums. They've got busy lives. You've got teenagers to get out the door. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. But both of these ones, they've got Little people, so yeah. shout out to all of you girls who got your families organised and got yourself okay. into the room, amen. Give yourselves a little hand and if you're close to someone and you can do it, just give them a wee punch. <clears throat> so we've got girls obviously in the rooms. We've got girls um, hooking in online from around the world. Like for whatever reason, um, you are unable to be in the room. Perhaps you can't be here on a Thursday morning. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're sitting at your desk and you're, you know, secretly multitasking. You've got your <laughs> earphones in with sisterhood talking to your heart, hallelujah, um, and attending to your work. Maybe you're like still um, COVID restricted and you can't get out. So, you know, we we're so glad that you're there. And then as always, as is the nature of the game today, um, you know what, we've got girls leaning in from all around the world. And so we're excited about that. So one more time, we just wanna say welcome, welcome, welcome to Sisterhood. And we're just so excited that you're here. And you know, on a pastoral note, if I may, I just wanna um, to say that we pray that you're, we trust that you're well, and that you're strong and that you are flourishing within yourself, regardless of what circumstances are like. And, you know, as a church, we're always here for you. As a sisterhood, we're here for you because that's what we are, a local um, church. And, uh, you know, we can't always solve all the problems of the world. But if you're going through something difficult in life and you need support, you just have to put your hand up. Maybe not quite literally right now, but metaphorically, put your hand up. There's girls, there's pastors, there's team in our various um, Hillsong locations this morning. And even online, if you're joining us, as many are, because this is kind of a new thing, we're on the Hillsong platform right now, online. And, uh, you know, if you're going through a tough space, um, just, you know, there's mechanism there for you to say, hey, can you pray with me? Right. Because again, we can't fix 
everything. But we actually can stand in prayer and prayer is an incredible space for God to begin to work the miraculous. Amen. So look, girls, on the chat line, we've, um, we've seen Lizzie joining us from Scotland. And earlier I read how she said that, um, you know, she has missed Sisterhood Igram. So um, that's kind of lovely. And you said you've got some girlfriends. Got some girlfriends in uh, downtown, or downtown Kirribilli. Okay. <laughs> downtown Kirribilli. And they're meeting together. So hi, girls. I'm so glad that you're joining us. I saw um, Sayaka is here with the Tokyo okay. girls. Okay, joining us fantastic. Tokyo. Welcome. So, you know, this is awesome. This has great potential. And so why don't we just pray? Yeah. Amen. Let me pray for you girls. Father, I just want to thank you for each and every person who has gathered this morning. Lord, you see them and you love them. Father God, you know the thoughts and the plans that you have for them, thoughts for good and not evil, to give them a future and a hope. And so, Father, with humility of heart, here in this, um, this setting, Father God, as we gather far and wide, our prayer, my prayer is that you will actually presence yourself, Holy Spirit, and as we have conversation and share and open your word for a few moments, the Holy Spirit, you will do what is unseen, the miraculous. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 If you're in a room where you can legally COVID safe, give someone a hug, then feel free to do that. Or else just give a little elbow nudge to someone. Amen. So it's kind of hard for me right here because I'm not actually hearing your interaction. Can't see your faces, but I'm imagining how beautiful you are in Jesus' name. So girls, girls, this is our sisterhood friendship table. I don't know if you can see the beautiful setting. Um, so this is what we're going to do just for a, a little period of time. And uh, it's me and my friends. And this morning, you know, my friends that I've chosen is uh, Carolee and Cass and Laura, known and loved by pretty much all of you, but nevertheless, I'll introduce them a little bit further down, um, down the morning. But um, I just wanted to take one moment because this is our first sisterhood together, just to explain why we're doing this format. And, um, you know, because oftentimes we come to sisterhood for years, since 1994, actually. <laughs> Hallelujah, I'm so young. Um, <laughs> we have come, it's been like a beautiful church service. We've come into the foyers, had fellowship and time together. We've come in, we've worshipped God together and, you know, then gathered around the Word of God. And we're still going to do that. We just needed to change format for a little season. And so last year, this is my reasoning, girls. Last year, 2020, when we were all plunged into COVID and just different restrictions, we as a sisterhood maxed the iGram Live platform. And it actually worked beautifully for us. Do you not agree? Yeah, it worked great. beautifully. Yeah. And we did something like 35 um, weeks together. And those, um, those mornings actually exist on iGram History. So you can go in and re-listen and have a giggle because some of them were quite funny, <laughs> especially our last one, right? Yeah. Angela, are you there? Okay. <laughs> you know, the word talks about a flourish, ending with a flourishing finish. And we sure did have a flourishing finish with Ange and Kitty and um, a leader up in Queens, um, Queensland. And so we'll have to have a conversation where we actually talk about that, what it was like behind the scenes. Kitty, I heard that you were running around with your phone going, I'm here, I'm here, as you try to get Wi-Fi, you know, connection. But um, that platform served us beautifully. But coming into this year, I felt like we needed to freshen the landscape a little bit and broaden it. And broaden it basically so that we could accommodate, obviously, girls able to gather in buildings, like many of you are this morning, um, so that we could uh, better accommodate those who um, are still needing to engage online. 
okay? It wouldn't really have worked if we'd all gathered and then pulled out our phones to watch iGram Live. It just <laughs> wouldn't have worked. But then also I wanted to like um, give due diligence and better serve the different, um, sorry, the different time zones that are happening because we are one house, many rooms around the nation and around the world. So when we start here at like uh, 10 a.m. on this coast, you know, the girls on the West Coast have to be up at like 6 a.m. to engage. So it's really nice. We've got beautiful complexities in our beautiful one house, many room church. And then my hope for these mornings, um, you know, for we'll just see how it goes. But my hope in the next 30 to 40 minutes um, is to bring um, either a devotion, a word, a teaching, um, maybe on occasion like camp around um, issues that are pertinent to women, that interest women. Um, and then obviously open it up for conversation yeah. with the friends um, for input and gold. And then because of that, hopefully inspire you to then do likewise in your world and in your sphere of influence, whether that's gathering in our various locations or when you just go and do everyday life together. So that's kind of my hope. Do you like it? I love it. And girls, are you just proud of me because I'm actually working off my computer right now <laughs> when actually I'm a paper girl, but nevertheless. All right, so this morning, everyone say this morning. This, this morning. morning. <laughs> well done, students. Okay, are we all present? Present, present, present. present. Okay. Um, this morning, just for one second, I wanted to just talk about remembrance, if I may. And I think remembrance is such a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, I've actually come into the year pastorally with Pastor Brian and um, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying we have to remember. We must remember as, as followers of Christ on the earth, as a church, Hillsong Church and friends, you know, we need to not forget who we are, whose we are and what we're doing in life, why we are here. And it's so easy in COVID for everyone to have been isolated, to in some ways have drawn back after many months. Um, and it's so easy to get like COVID brain where you start to actually forget the amazing things of God. And I personally think that remembrance, um, like I just said, is a powerful, it's a powerful dynamic. It's a powerful tool in our toolkit. And it's actually something that brings forth blessing. I believe that um, our ability, girls, our ability, are you with me this morning? Are you with me online in the chat? It's beautiful. Our ability um, to recall, to remember, <clears throat> to call to conscious memory, our ability to not forget, amen, the goodness and the testimony and the faithfulness of God in our lives is a God-ordained thing. And it is actually critical, I believe, for our safety, for our sanity, amen, and for our steadfastness. For our safety, sanity and steadfastness going forward in life. And you know, on that note, if you actually recall, because we're talking about remembrance, but if you actually recall, towards the end of 2019, the back end of that year, you know, none of us knowing what the following year was going to deliver globally, I felt compelled to do a series, a mini-series called Safe and Sound. Yeah. Do you remember that, girls? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, three or four messages, if I recall, hallelujah. <laughs> but, um, guys, if you just stop and think about that, that was God. Mm. That was God going before us yeah. and preparing us. Yeah. And I think that's what remembrance does. I wrote down here that we worship a God, hallelujah, who is constantly, constantly, constantly reminding us to remember. Yeah. Constantly, forget not. So, I, you know, yesterday when I was preparing, Psalm 103.2 came to mind. Many of you will know and love that. And it literally says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and forget not all of His benefits. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. And you know, in the um, Amplified Classic, I love that. There's two editions of the Amplified. There's the Classic Edition, which I think is perhaps older, and then a more current one. I tend to like the Classic one. But in the Amplified, it reads, those same verses read, Verse 2, it says, Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all His benefits, who forgives every one of your iniquities, who heals each one of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who, listen to these words, girls, who beautifies, who dignifies, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Verse 5, who satisfies your mouth. Listen to this in the Amplified. Who satisfies your mouth. On chat today, if you're joining us, He satisfies your life, your mouth, your necessity and your desire at your personal age and situation with good so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming and soaring. Isn't that magnificent? I mean, when you stop and pause and ponder and meditate the Word of God, who satisfies your mouth, your life, your necessity, your desire at your personal age and at your personal situation with good so that your mouth is, not your mouth, is renewed, your youth (laughs) is renewed like the eagles, strong, overcoming and soaring. And I really believe that that is the heart of God. You know, if we look to Scripture, the Old Testament, um, you know, remembrance was definitely a part of the Old Testament landscape. On so many occasions, like the the Hebrew nation, the people of Israel, the children of Israel, they constantly brought to memory and remembrance the goodness and the faithfulness of God. If we go into the New Testament, those pages, again, we see remembrance. On so many occasions, right, you know, the apostles would stand up to exhort and they just didn't do a little history lesson. They did a thorough history lesson to remind (laughs) the people of this new covenant, but of the old covenant and the love of God down through the decades. And I also think that it has to be, I'm being strong here, it has to be part of our modern day, latter day um, landscape. Again, as we all navigate the same callings and um, commission, that God has entrusted to all of us. So I hope I can hear some amens. I can see amens in the chat line, which is really nice. Amen. All right. So here we are, girls. We are on um, the eve of our 25th colour. Can you believe that? We're so young. How is that possible? Um, I think that we're on the eve of another beautiful season, another year where God opens the windows of heaven and literally does what He said in Psalm um, 103. He says, I'm going to crown you. I'm going to crown you afresh with my loving kindness and goodness. And so I thought it would be great at our first sisterhood friendship table, hallelujah, um, to stir remembrance around this weighty milestone. Because I actually do think 25 years of colour, 25 years of this message on the earth with others, by the way, it's a weighty milestone. And milestones are where you come to a certain point in the journey and you pause and you reflect and you put a stamp in the ground. You look back to where God has brought you from and then you love on who's present and then you look to the future. And I think that's incredible. So the girls, like I said, you know these girls. I've got Cass, Carolee and Laura here. Um, for those of you who don't know, who might be linking in from somewhere else, um, online or whatever, Cass is amazing. She's yes, one of she our is. executive um, key leaders here. 
She's a pastor. She oversights our global creative community. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful for Hillsong <laughs> Church. Married to Richard and has two teen- teenage children. So she's pretty incredible. Yeah. Carolee is sitting beside me. Again, amazing. Married to Ben. Young mum. Three little ones. Two boys have two boys at school now. Two boys at school. Okay, how did how did like um, Leopold's went yes. to kindy, head held high, and I walked in with him. He said, "You can go now, Mum." Oh, good job. <laughs> and Ella, of course, who's one of our little colour faces. But um, how did you navigate your first swim carnival last week? I called Cass. That's what I did. <laughs> I called Cass and said, "What do I do? What am I supposed to do? I've never been. I'm Canadian, so I've never heard of a swim carnival. No. Been to a swim carnival. And do you know what? I prayed so hard because my little guy." not the best swimmer. And I thought, I didn't want him to be embarrassed, but Bobby, he came home with a second place ribbon. Oh, good job. And I just, good job I was a Leopold. wild, no Harper. Harper. Yeah. And I was a okay. wild cheering mother. You were, and rightly so. Okay. And Laura is here, obviously, my beautiful daughter, our daughter. And um, again, married to Pete. Um, she's got three little ones who are beautiful. And you know, you've got a big profile. You've got a big job at the moment. Yeah. A big calling, I should say, not a job, a calling. Mm. And youth pastors, for those of you who don't know, our youth pastors, she um, carries responsibility for our young and free music and um, Secret Garden and what have you, but just amazing. <laughs> Heard that she's also preaching on Sunday morning, so yeah. she just found out, so we need to be praying for her. Please. So girls, first, oh no, please, <laughs> shall we all just like contribute and help yeah. Laura write her sermon for next Sunday morning? Because, you know, hallelujah, help us, Lord. But anyway, that aside, okay, girls, firstly, thank you so much for being here. I sense that you're all excited for this like little mini season around the table. And we were chatting beforehand and saying, gosh, we need to create some traditions for the table. So we do have cups, girls. We do have cups, like sunshine cups. And by next week, we'll actually have something in there. <laughs> so, you know, and we'll, we'll, like, we'll like create little, um, little, I've got to look at the time here. How are we doing? We're fine. Gosh, we're praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, we need like a, like a little... Perhaps you can give suggestions on what we could ask, you oh, know. Good. I see Lisa Bavia often asks, what's your favourite food? And <clears throat> do you prefer tea or coffee? Like, we won't do that. We'll, like, maybe ask, what was your favourite dysfunctional moment oh. this past <laughs> week? You know, <laughs> and we'll have fun. But anyway, all of that aside. <laughs> so, Cass, if I just... I just Give a question yeah. to each of the girls. So, Cass, I recall you um, a few years back at one of our worship and creative conferences. You brought a stunning message on ascent. So, we're talking about remembrance for a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the conference was themed ascent. Yeah. So, is there a prevailing thought that comes to your heart and mind to share with the girls when it comes to ascent and when it comes to remembrance? Yeah. Tell us what you know. <laughs> um, I can remember being in a harness flying over the auditorium. Yes, you remember. <laughs> Um, But I think part of that was, um, I started with the thought that God called Israel to remembrance, like you were talking about over and over. And actually the Psalms of Ascent are found in Psalm 120 to 134. And they are these 15 Psalms that three times a year, they sang over and over (coughs) on their way to Jerusalem because God called them back to Jerusalem to remember something he'd done for them. What I like is that in our church, we have three conferences a year. So we've got Colour and Hillsong and Worship Conference. And I I thought to myself, these are mountaintop experiences in our church calendar. They're moments where, like if you're in the room, God meets with us. If we're online, God meets with us and he stamps us and he marks us because we've set aside time to seek him. But we actually live our lives 
more in the valleys. Like we go home from these mountaintop right. experiences to the reality of everyday life of kids and family and ageing parents and like all of um, life. And we have to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And so I think those Psalms are markers where Israel tells over and over again, look what God did, remind yourself of what He love did. That. And I love the thought that we would live our lives remembering these moments. And so for me, like even over the last few weeks, I've been amazed because my girlfriends have started sending photos. So Catherine Thumbaratnam actually sent a photo of a communion moment from Carla where she and I were praying for a girlfriend who was um, desperate for a baby. And actually we saw that miracle baby come. And then another girlfriend sent me a text and she said, do you remember when you spoke at Colour about um, ordinary is okay, um, empties enough and joys on the way, that whole thought. She goes, I'm going through IVF and, and that has been my mantra that right. I've just spoken to myself, the Lord sees me. And so I feel like we as a community have got so many moments that we can call back to remembrance. Like you say, yeah. like I think those communion moments where you stir our hearts towards injustice and the lost and, and um, zany and crazy crazy moments that make <laughs> out. Of those. No, there really is, right? But they all remind us that God is faithful, that He's yeah. with us and that He's working. I love that. I've actually never seen, looked at our three conferences yeah. like that. <laughs> and so again, that's why it's so actually critical for us to call to remembrance because ascent and remembrance is actually a discipline. Right. So if God gives us that portion of Scripture and, and, and Psalms and that, He's saying, hey guys, you need this discipline in your life and yeah. you need to stir it up and not just let it fall into the back back annals of your mind, back annals, is there <laughs> such a thing? Anyway, um, but actually bring it consciously yeah. to remembrance. I love that. So Carolee, for you, um, you know, I think your eyes lit up <laughs> when I said we were going to do something like this. Yeah. And if I recall, we were over at Bondi in the summer, Bondi Beach. I got a few of the girls just to come over, just a handful of them and just have breakfast, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I was determined it wasn't going to be a workspace. We were not going to talk about things that we needed to attend to, but it, of course it came up. Yeah. And um, I said, what about sisterhood? And you seeded a similar idea. And I was like, okay, Father, thank you, because that was actually confirmation of something I was feeling. So um, can you just quickly articulate um, why the idea of being united in friendship and cause a round table is so powerful and so beautiful yeah. and so full of potential? Yeah, I love that. And, I, and you're right, my eyes did light up because you said you had been thinking about this table as, as an option. And, and I actually... Um, it, what you just mentioned about your the psalm that you read and everything, you mentioned safety and uh, you mentioned healing. And I actually felt in that moment when you talked to me about that, um, the table is a place of both safety and healing. Yeah, wow. um, it actually just reminded me as you, as you said that, that I don't know if you know, but the word hospitality and the word hospital are derived from um, the same word, a Latin word that means, wow. that means healing. And actually in this season, you know, our culture is so transient. Yeah. Like last, you know, take us back 18 months, it wouldn't be abnormal for the four of us to be on different continents, like traveling yeah, right. places, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's pre-pandemic. Awesome. Post-pandemic, a lot of our conversations are happening on screens, they're happening on text, not around yeah. tables. And so when you said this was your thought, I thought it's a God thing because yeah. you know what? Gathering around the table is healing and yeah. the conversations that can take place and that yeah. everybody comes to a table to be nourished. Everybody comes with a need yeah. to a table. And I think, um, you know, united in friendship and culture you know, there's a lot of things that divide us and the world would tell us at the moment it would harp on our differences. But we come to a table and it's a level playing field. Yeah. And, you know, if 
Christ is the head of our table. And, and, and as the color sisterhood girls, as the sisterhood yeah. girls, we have so many things in common. We, we know that Jesus loves us. We know that, you know, Christ is the head of the church, that, that women have an enormous part to play in, in sharing the gospel, that women deserve to have dignity and, and you know, that we have a, a cause that is greater than ourselves. But if Christ is the head of the table, then, then yeah. everybody changes belongs. everything. It changes everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and hello. And all of a sudden, everybody belongs and everybody oh, can I love feel it. safe I love and exclusion has to bow to a king yeah. who says that everybody's his friend and everybody's his neighbour. Yeah. And so I think like the table is a beautiful place for our girls this year. And if you're watching, um, I really feel like like you need to know you're invited and you belong and this is a that's really so safe place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what God's doing here in this moment. What was that old... Um, um, saying and photo that used to be on people's dining room walls, you know, yeah. Christ is the unseen, unseen guest, guest at yeah. every <laughs> table. meal, yeah. table yeah. meal. I mean, it really does put us into a different zone of like, oh, hallelujah. Maybe I won't <laughs> Careful say that. Say. Careful what I say in Jesus' name. Okay, Laura, just for a moment, um, you know, of all my children, of course, what's it like being my favourite? <laughs> Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Don't tell the boys, absolutely. But um, I've told this story many, many times. Um, but uh, my mum, your grandmother, um, she spent her entire adult life um, having what she and her girlfriends called girls' days, girls' day out. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was monthly. Every it was on a Wednesday once a month, and they would um, rotate and share. Um, preparing a brunch and having all the girlfriends come over. And so, you know, I was a little girl. Um, My mum had me when I was 43. So all her friends' children had grown up and were probably at work. And here's my mum with this young toddler little girl. And I would go with my mum. So I pretty much grew up sitting at the feet of my mum and her girlfriends Mm -hmm. as they literally talked about everything under the sun. So the question I want to present to you, Laura, as again, a young mum, but also as a youth pastor, um, how in how important and how formative to well-being um, are the conversations that we have as adults right. when so often little lives and little ears are listening in as well. Yeah. Because that's basically what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I was thinking when you mentioned that sisterhood started uh, in 1994, I was seven years old, I think. I would have been seven years old. And I remember it. I remember going to the RSL the local RSL, oh like <laughs> in, that's true. yeah, and there were bird cages. I don't know why I remember that, but anyway, <laughs> that's like the memory that I have. Yeah, and I just remember, even as a seven-year-old, I was just taking everything in, and the right. message of value, and everything, like the mandate of of the sisterhood to um, to be alongside one another and cheering one another on and spurring one another on and encouraging each other um, is something that I guess I've been so blessed to, it's been a huge part of part of my life. I think about my daughter, my daughter is 10 now. Yeah. Can't believe that. <laughs> um, and she, from the moment like that she uh, was born, I always got the sense that she was just, she had this like hyper awareness of her environment. Yeah, wow. And, um, and through all of her years, I've just seen her. She has crazy peripherals. She can just tell everything that's, <laughs> that's going so on. It's actually she true. She is just so aware and she's always listening. She's like a sponge that's just taking everything in. And I felt like God made me really, really aware of that from the moment that she was born. And what I love about her is that 
is that she has a real heart after God and that she um, loves the idea of sisterhood and womanhood. Um, but um, with that comes um, a responsibility, a great responsibility as a mother mm-hmm. um, to steward the conversations that happen in, that happen in our household well, yeah. um, to have real like deep and meaningful conversation with her. We've had we've had deep yeah. conversations um, already at such a young age because I just know in the world that she lives in right now, there's yeah. so much information that yeah. is so accessible, um, and so I just think that. Um, you know, it's. I love the mandate of colour that it's um, that it's a conference, create a conference for young women, but girded about by older yeah. women. And even in Proverbs yesterday, I I read um, I read we admire the young, we admire the young for their strength and their beauty, but it is the dignity of the old that is their wisdom. Yeah, and wow. I just love the idea of the generations coming yeah. together, um, old and young, and admiring the young with their, their giftings and their callings and how they're going to change the world in ways that we never have, like, we never will be able to, you know. Beautiful. But it's the wisdom, the wisdom of those who have gone before us, who have done the distance, um, who have so much life uh, to glean from and to invest into us. And we love that and we respect that and we honour that. And so I just, I just love the idea of sisterhood, the generations. Um, yeah. Well done. I love that. Yeah. So much wisdom in life. I mean, I remember like you... I tell a story in one of my one of my books about you um, just coming home from school one day, like like we all do at different times in our life, and just going, um, "Okay, Mum, I'm I'm just going to be confident now, <laughs> and I'm going to help other people be confident." So you yeah. weren't confident, and then suddenly you decided you would be confident. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was just like a bio lesson that you had that afternoon. I doubt it. I think it was just a culmination of you sitting at our feet in church, being under the sound of worship, under the sound of the word, um, you know, watching people who are not perfect. Effect, but who have hearts towards God, and it makes a difference. It create. I mean, it it sets it sets uh, our children and the generations up for well being. Yeah. I don't know if anyone just heard my stomach rumble because you know they. <laughs> this is live, and you know we haven't. Had, I haven't had breakfast yet. But anyway, so girls, you know time is ticking as always. Yeah. But um, again, we have twenty five years of history, twenty five years in many ways of ascent together into the goodness and grace of yeah. God. So for each of you, just um, if you could, just articulate, recount perhaps a signature moment um, from that 25-year journey or um, an aspect, you just gave expression, but an aspect of either the message or the ma- mandate that continues to resonate. Just share that quickly and just why. Just tell the girls why. We're stirring remembrance here. Do you want to start with you, Carolee? Yeah, I mean, I I told this story a couple of years ago at Colour London, but for me, um, one of the most beautiful things, I don't know if you you girls would realise, but I went to my first Colour in 2007. I was a student living in London and um, a friend of mine and I went to Hillsong Church just on a weekend um, for no reason. We were attending another church and uh, Pastor Gary Clark stood on stage that weekend and said, is there any girls in here who are not registered for Colour? And so (laughs) uh, my friend put up her hand and um, he walked off the stage and he handed her a registration and he looked at me and said, what about you? And I said, no. And he said, see me after the service. I didn't know him. I'd never been at a Hillsong church before. And um, and that day he gifted us colour registrations. And this friend and I went. And I remember sitting at the very top of the Royal Albert Hall. And we didn't know anybody. And I uh, heard you speak for the first time. And I heard you introduce this 
idea of sisterhood, I fell in love. I fell oh, in I love, love with the <laughs> message. And um, and two years ago, you invited me to be a part of Colour London. And I flew over there and I remember sitting in the back again, worshipping. Uh, the, the conference happened to be singing a song that my now husband uh, wrote. Um, I, wasn't, we weren't, I wasn't married back then. Um, and I remember worshipping and listening to thousands of girls sing yeah. a worship song that was quite dear to my own heart and my own family and just thinking, God, you write the most beautiful stories. Mm. Never in a million years could I have imagined back then when I was gifted yeah. a registration that this would become such a deep and meaningful part of my life and that I'd have an that. opportunity to even minister in the same room. It was wonderful. I love that God sees our past, our present and our future. And we get so often locked just here and we get compounded by the realities of life or the challenges. And yet he's like sitting quietly in heaven, yeah. confidently in heaven, yeah. going, yeah, but you know what? There's so much more that I know that you don't know. And if you just keep turning up, if you just keep presencing yourself, being, you know, yeah. I mean, that was a power of an invitation, but you received the invitation. You could have rejected yeah. it, but you received it. Yeah. Okay, absolutely amazing. Cass, you've got a story to tell. Um, <laughs> Do I always have a story to tell? I think my signature moment was um, probably a reminder to look up and look out. So I can remember we went to Ace Arena for colour. I think it was only one year. And two years, actually. Two years, okay. Yeah. So in one of those years, I can remember being like somewhere up the back and watching the Invisible Children film. Yeah. And I feel like that was such a defining moment, probably for a lot of people at colour, but um, sitting there and watching humanity broken yeah. and I guess children do something to your heart right mm -hmm. so watching it and then getting to the end and feeling compelled to do something for somebody else like, like I had never felt before mm -hmm. and and that was the year of the cleavage offering right oh, yeah and we're all sitting there going <laughs> Bobby just needs to receive an offering she needs to receive it everybody is thinking it and then you go you know what I'm not going to receive an offering wow. and in that moment I felt like God put in my hand the responsibility not just for this message in a moment but this message over the course of my life yeah. over the over the days and the weeks that would follow. And what it did to me was it made me think about the plight of injustice and the broken, but actually all the people that were missing in my world from the colour story, that everybody has a right to be found by God. Yeah. And so I, I kind of think that the layers of colour unfolded in my life in that moment where every year I would go, who's missing from colour? Who isn't here? Who should I be bringing? Yeah, wow. um, this invitation wow. to be found is for everybody, but the invitation is actually in my hand to extend to people. And I, I think it's to colour, but it's to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so I think for me, that made me think differently about everybody that I encounter. And then as we've gone around the world, I'm like, God, South Africa and all these African women would never yeah. have been added to this story without somebody going out after them and inviting them to come. Yeah. And I remember standing watching busloads of people come in and those sort of things. Same thing can be said in Europe. Same thing can be said in Australia. And I guess where it brought me to this year is that because conferences online, there's a different responsibility on each one of us that have actually been yeah. found to go and extend that invitation. Jesus says, go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come. Yeah. And so I just wonder whether this year, maybe the Lord's given us all an opportunity yeah. to open our homes and our tables to people who would never have been part yeah. of this before. And so I, I love that. I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. I really hope that we don't have to, and I'm, I'm just talking pastorally to our own girls now. Um, I hope we don't have to like, 
I'm saying this with love, but like wind you in, like have to spend all our energy to compel you to position yourself again, because you know what it's like. You know what's going to happen in that environment. Don't let 2020 COVID situation change that. You know, even if you're struggling financially, just talk to people and just find a pathway through it and and stir your faith because again, it's not just about us, it's actually about those like you just said, Kaz, yet to be found. We've only got a couple of minutes left, um, <laughs> Laura, but for you, what, what does something resonate for you in that memory? Yeah. Bank. I, Hallelujah. I, there are so many memories, obviously, with 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. And um, I've been to all 25 of them. Mm. And um, I think about the God moments, I think about the times where our hearts were moved with compassion for injustices yeah. and all those moments that just. Um, life-changing. But for some reason, I got a picture in my head last night and it was from a brochure from when I was a teenager. And um, I think the photo is going to come up on the the screen, Uh, but it's it's me yeah, and a few of beautiful. my girlfriends and um, and it's based off Psalm 45 verse 14 where it says, where it says, where it says, um, in embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her. That's right. And I just remember that was the first moment I think I, I realised that I want to do things that are creative. Like I want, oh, wow. I want to be able to take the word and the message and put visuals to it and and be able to communicate in that way. Mm. Um, but I also just thought how beautiful like that, that, um, that, that message of like uh, leading to, to the King, leading to Jesus. And in that photo, I've got like just, it's me and a few of my girlfriends, yep, we're teenagers. Is. And I was looking at each of those girls, knowing their stories. Like one of them has gone through breast cancer. One of them lost her husband suddenly wow. a couple of weeks ago. Um, another friend has gone through her own journey, but all of them in their own way are still, uh, still go to Jesus and are still being led to the King. And for I me, even last night, I was just telling Carolee before, actually, I was, last night I was like, God, how do I lead right now? Like, how do, how do I lead people? How do I lead my friends? How do I lead our youth, wow. our young people? How, like, tell me how to lead. <laughs> and I just felt like, like it just, re- I just remembered that. I remembered that lead, uh, her virgin companions, follow her to the King. I love it to so Jesus. much. It was actually a powerful photo shoot. We took it at a waterfall just yeah. out of Sydney. Yeah. And um, again, you know, we spent a lot of effort on um, creating a creative palette for all the right reasons, girls, because it is emotive and it tells a story. Mm-hmm. And I'm personally so grateful for all the creatives who are around carrying this vision, um, carrying the heartbeat of this, because it becomes like a beautiful canvas and, and painting of God's goodness and grace. Um, hallelujah. I love that. It's beautiful. Love that. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So just in the couple of closing moments, um, do you still feel the invitation is weighty? Of course. More than ever. More than More ever. ever. Yeah. Honestly, there's, again, we're at a table and I think, the, f- the feast has been set for years. The table's been set beautifully. And I, why wouldn't you come? Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly think, why wouldn't you come? You can trust yeah. the host. You can trust the, the people at the table. And a feast has been set. And, mm-hmm. and I just think it's I'd run powerful. to the table. Beautiful. Um, okay, so you know what? Yes. Do you think that there's still value in coming? <laughs> I do, you know. And I'm, you know, I turned, how old? 64. Was it 64? Um, This January. It's actually Laura's birthday tomorrow. She's going to be 34 because I remember having you at 30. (laughs) That's how I always remember. And, um, 
yeah, I could easily at 25 years think, wow, you know, whatever, God. But, um, but you can't because there are generations to come. There are daughters and granddaughters and there are girls right out right now out there who haven't heard that there's a God in heaven who loves them. So I think it's very weighty. Yeah. And I'm very mindful of the days that are ahead. I'm mindful of adjustments. I'm mindful of um, bringing younger into the equation always. Um, but, you know, I think it's weighty. And I think God's going to do something. And we're pioneering some new ground, even at 25-year mark. Um, I'm going to save a question for you next week. This is a question I wanted to ask um, Carolee, but... We're going to address this a little bit next week. But the question I was going to say was, um, you know, we all have friends and colleagues and family who would love to sit under the, that we would love to see sitting under these messages of hope. How do you open up conversations? How do you sometimes bridge the awkward spaces? Because that happens. And, um, and how do we earn the right to actually speak into people's lives? So we're going to save that and we're just going to continue this time next week. Girls, in this format with we might get back wood on the table if we can maybe add another chair or whatever. <laughs> but um, our time has gone and that's okay because we're not going anywhere. We've got a couple more minutes. But just wanted to launch Sisterhood this morning. I wanted you to feel welcome and embraced and loved. I wanted you us to connect again in friendship and cause. And actually wanted to stir the measure within you because we all have a measure within and we're exhorted in Timothy to stir up the gift that is within because we have salvation within the vast majority. And if you haven't this morning, we're going to give a moment for you to receive um, the goodness and the grace of God, the gift of salvation. But we all have a gift within us that we need to stir up the days need us to stir up the gift and the measure that is within us. Amen. And I just want to say pastorally, if I may, that, yeah, we are entering a new season of believing ourselves, believing God for what He wants to outwork in our lives, but also a new season of believing for others, because that actually is the mandate that we can stir our faith and believe for others that God will have His divine way in that. And I actually do believe that sisterhood, I've said this for many years, it's an oasis. It is an oasis on a Thursday morning. And um, I think it's an oasis where simple conversations like this, um, simple care for one another can actually um, birth incredible miracles into motion. Amen. So our prayer is, as we get good at this, is that we could then do this and then throw into our local campuses and they can actually take the conversation wider and further. But we just want to encourage you to go away in your fellowship this morning and just think about these and think, my friends, how can I engage with them? How can I love them? How can I connect with them? Sow life into them in Jesus' Name. Amen. Okay, guys, if you've never been to Colour, if you're watching online from somewhere else in the world, look at me. It's never been easier. We are online. Um, the invitation is yours. It's It's affordable. It's compressed so that we can all manage it in our time frames. And I am really believing that even though it looks a little bit different this year, it's going to be beautiful and poignant and powerful in Jesus' name. Amen. And this is not a shameless plug, but <laughs> I, at the 20-year milestone, I wrote a book called The Sisterhood that's framed our story thus far at the 20-year mark. And I want to encourage us that it's not just my story or our story, it's actually our collective story as daughters on the earth for such a time as this. Amen. Those words just roll out of my mouth. <laughs> Girls, for, just say it. Say it to one another. For such a time as this. Amen. I'm waiting. Oh, for such for a time. time. <laughs> Amen, hallelujah. Yeah, and praise God. Anyway, so um, how can we pray for you? If you? I'm not asking you to pray, but if you could pray for girls right now, what would you quickly pray? 
Um, that they would find the tools in their hand for the days that are ahead. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. They'd find a sense of belonging. Love it. Um, I would pray just for people that they would find clarity and direction. And, yeah. yeah. I would pray that as well. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Father God, I just want to thank you for our time together. And Lord, our fellowship is not over because we're going to end our services and our, our various um, location campus pastors are going to pop up and just book in the back end. Father God, we're going to pause and we're going to worship you with our giving. We're going to sow into the soil of this beautiful message that you have entrusted. And so, Father God, I just pray for every girl. If there are people who need healing right now, that you would heal them. Father God, if there are um, souls, soul round that is in turbulence, that you would still them in the, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come along us. Come alongside of us, Father, we pray. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless every home and every household in Jesus' Name. Mm. Amen. And you know what, girls, if you're looking and listening on, um, if there's anyone in the room and like the idea of the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. being Lord and Saviour of your life is a foreign concept, let me just um, quote a couple of Scripture. Um, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you go to John 3.16 in the Gospels, the Bible, the New Testament, and read that and allow it to speak to you, there is a pathway to salvation. Yeah. You just have to open your heart, humble yourself, not understand everything, and just ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come in and be Lord and Saviour. And He will. He'll honour that prayer and that invitation. He also says, you know, I'm come that you might have life and life in abundance. Isn't that lovely? He's not come to steal, kill or destroy us like an, the enemy of our soul is out to do. He's come to bring you life and life in abundance. And He knows the thoughts and the plans that He has for you to prosper you and do you well, give you a future and a hope in Jesus' Name. Amen. So I'm entrusting our campus girls to take that further and just read the room and be there for one another. In Jesus' Name, Amen. amen. And that's it. So, <laughs> hallelujah, we have cut our first... Amen. 45 minutes it took, but we have cut our first sisterhood table this morning and we are still smiling. So we love you. And if you're online, have a great day or a great sleep wherever you are in the world. We love you. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Give everyone a hand. Okay, we love you guys. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.